Okay, morning everyone. Guten Chaydesh. So, Bez Hashem, we are continuing the Megillah's Rus. Um, okay, so last week we had the share on Tuesday night and we went through Barichos, the um, gay Rus process and questions that Rus was asked by, uh, was told by Naomi. Um, a couple of uh, a couple of haaris to just finish up that Indian. So, in um, the Medrash says, on pasuk yud beis, shoivna v'naisai lechna. Um, so the Medrash says over there that it says three times the word shoivna. Once in Pasuk Ches, she said, Shaivna Isha Leves Ima. In Yeralev, she said, Shaivna Venaisai. And again, in Bey, Shaivna Venaisai. So the Medrash over there says, The Gimel Makaim is Ksivkan Shaivna. Keneged Gimel Pamim Shadoichen es Hager. Vimitriach Yoiser Mizem Mekaplanoisai. Three times you push away a Ger. And um, if he still wants to be Megayer, He's still machzik b'dayte to be megayer, so then you don't um, you don't push him away anymore. You mekabel him. So besides for the fact that you tell him the mixas mitzvahs and all those types of things, you also push him away a few times. So so it's interesting that the Medrash says this because the Teretmima writes over there in pasuk Yudbeis and over here in our pasuk. Uh, which pasuk does he say it on? In Pasuk um, Yudches, as we're, the next Pasuk we're going to learn, once she saw, Nami saw that Rus wanted to stay, so she stopped uh, pushing her away. So the, 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 uh, the, the Taratmim was bothered. Ulepele says, This idea that you push away a ger three times before you accept him is not Mephush in the Gemara. And he says, something, It's one of the main points over here. Very important thing we learn out that three times you push him away. He says, If not, how do you figure it out? In other words, the Chazal must have given us some type of shear that they say, this is when you see a ger is serious. So from Rus and Nami, we see clearly it was three times. So why is it that the Gemara, who clearly also talks about telling a ger that, um, you know, pushing away a ger, doesn't say the shear that the Medrash says. So that's the Pella that the Tzvima asks. But at the same time, that is the, um, that is the, uh, the, the Medrash. Now, we're up to this Pasuk here, Pasuk Yudches, She saw that she's making an effort, she's still pushing to go with her, So then she stopped, she stopped, um, she stopped speaking to her. So the Gemara Yuvam is here says, Ger A ger that comes to be Megayer so we tell him, we tell him, Mara Isa Shabois Lis Gayer. What, um, why do you want to become a Ger? 
וכי אתה יודע שישראל בזמן הזה דבויים סחופים בייסורים בואים עליהם. כלל ישראל זה very, uh, not, we're not in a good situation in the world. Why do you want to come and get a Jew? ומיידיין אייסן אינשא של מצווה, and you tell them the אינשון of מצווה, the punishment for מצווה, אבל אין מרבים עליו ומדקטים עליו. But not too much. You're not too stark with them. Shanemar So you see from Naomi that she did tell her some of the mitzvahs. She told her some of the mitzvahs. But then it came a point. She saw Rus was serious. So she stopped. She stopped pushing her away. So this is where the Terence Mima says, so if the Medrash clearly understood from Rus and Naomi that it's three times you push away and that shows seriousness, how come the Gemara didn't say that specifically? The Gemara just says, Ein marbim ve'ein What's the shear for that, says the Terence Mima. And if you have a Medrash that clearly says the shear, he says it's a pal on the Gemara that the Gemara does not say it. Now, before we explain this Pasuk, I want to share with you, I want to share with you, Azera Shimshain. I have a student who um, is very into the Zera Shimshain these days, and um, so they showed me this, um, this Zera Shimshain to get to what we're talking about here, and it's a Geshmakashtikl. And it should be a schus for Yitzchak, Mordechai, Ben Rose, Niza. Should be ever for Shalema, Lishavachai, Chanan, Basrachal, Golda, for a Zivig Hagen, Bekarev. That's specifically here, this Zara Shimshain. So Zara Shimshain says like this The Zara Shimshain says, he brings a. He says, first of all, we find that there was numerous kisses that went on over here. In earlier, Nami told the her two daughters-in-law, "Go back home. You should find find rest." and she kissed them. And then they said, uh, "No, we want to stay." So she says, "No. What are you going to wait around for?" And then in Pasuk Yedalit it says, Vatishak Arpa Lechamoisa, Arpa kissed Naomi, and Rus Dovkaba. And then, as we said, Rus, she then, Naomi told her all the halachas of a Geirus, like we said last time. And, um, and, then Rus, and then Rus accepted on herself. So what's going on here? So the Zerashimshin says like this. He says that... Um, that he brings a Zayar HaKadosh that says, again, this is way beyond my uh, pay grade here, but I'll read to you the Zayar HaKadosh. It says, a woman whose husband dies, Shavik Barucha, he leaves some type of Ruach in her. And when she gets remarried, so there's a little trouble here, because she now has the Ruach of her first husband and the Ruach of her second husband, and they don't get along too well. And eventually, one chases out the other. That's the gist of the Zayar HaKadosh and Parshas Mishpatim. So says the Zayar Shimshon like this. Nami told both of them, Rusin and Arpa, first of all, Yas Hashem Chesed, Hashem should do Chesed with you. Imachem Chesed. You should have, you should have success in Eilam Hazah. But then she says, I want you to also have success in Ruchnius. Now they were Goyim, right? They were Goyim at this point. So what does she care? 
So says the Zerashimshan that she knew that Machlain and Chilyoin Hayu Neshameis Kedoshais. Their husbands were Neshameis Kedoshais. Uvevadai Deshavku Ruach the Kedusha Bais and Hanashim. And they for sure left some type of Ruach HaKedusha in the women. So now, if they're going to go back to their mother's house, that means they're Goyim, and they're going to get married again to a Goyisha husband, It's not going to be good for them. They have this Ruach HaKedusha that's still in them. There's the fact of Kedusha that's still in them, and if they're going to get married to a second husband, a guy, can you imagine the friction that's going to go on between the Kedusha and the Tumah? It's not going to, it's not going to be good. Um, so therefore, therefore, she davened and she said, Yitain Hashem Lochem Menucha. You'll notice Lochem is Loshen Zacher. It doesn't say Lochen. It says Lochem. Why does it Loshen Zacher? Because she was talking to the Ruchais HaKedusha that were in, that were in, um, that were in Rus and, and Arpa. And she was saying to them, Yitin Hashem Lochem Menucha. You should have Menucha. You don't want to stay in a Goyesha body. You should leave. You should leave the body. So that's what she said. He said, Yitin Hashem Lochem. You the Ruchais. And then, Then she was speaking to the women, and she was saying, you, Nikavis, should also find Menucha, Isha, Beis, Isha, when you'll get remarried. So how is that going to happen? So she's saying there's two issues here. There's a Ruach HaKedusha from these two, Kedoshim, Machlan, and Chilyan. Number one, Bechlau, they won't be happy staying in a Goyesha body, a Tumadika body. You could ask, so why did they marry them without being Megayah them? I don't have a good answer to that question. Um, I guess maybe they thought that they're going to be Milo them be Kedusha and be Megayah them eventually. But once that didn't work out and they remained Goyim, so first of all, the fact the the Ruchais don't want to be there. Number two, if the ladies get remarried and now there's a Goyisha husband involved, that's going to be even more friction. So she gave two tefillahs over here. First of all, Yitin Hashem Lochem Menucha, that the Ruchai should have Menucha, the Zacharim should have Menucha. And not only that, Umitsena Menucha Isha Beisisha, and also that the women should be able to find Menucha when they get remarried will only work if they don't have the Neshamas, the Kedusha, whatever this means, of Machlin Vechilyain in them. So therefore, what did she do? Vatishak Lohen. She kissed them. Because when she kissed them, she wanted to pull out. A kiss is a ruchniyastika thing. We find Yishakeni Minashikois Pio. Rav Revda also in his Pirish Anrus is very big with the kissing here. Exactly what this kiss is, what she was trying to accomplish with the kiss. Uh, Nashika, Nashika, especially pal, pe, mouth to mouth, Yishakeni Minashikois Pio, that is something that is, uh, is a very big ruchniyastika thing. And therefore, says the Zerashimshan, she was hoping, she was hoping that with the kiss, she will draw out the Ruach, and therefore it will no, no longer be in um, the Guf Tame. That's if they decide to remain Goyim. If they end up wanting to really want to be Geirim, so then Adiraba, the kiss would be Moisif Aruach HaKedusha into them, and then it would help them be Megayer. So the kiss had a double purpose to it. If 
Rus and Arpa do not want to be Megayru Mengayim, so that kiss will draw out the Tumma, the Kedusha that's in them. It will draw out the Kedusha from the Tumma. If they want to remain Geirim, so then the kiss will actually blow into them Kedusha that will help them with their Geiris. So it says, Vatishak Lohen, so you kiss them, Vatisena Koilan Vatifkena. So they cried. They cried. Why? Because they cried because she was Choshed that they don't want to actually become Geirim Lashem Shemayim. So says, Says the 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 Zera Shimshon, Uvenashika Hazu, Rus Shaisa Kavanosilis Gayer Nitaisif Baruach Kedusha. Rus Taka was Nitaisif Baruach Kedusha, but Arpa, who didn't wasn't really holding by becoming a full Giyiris, Yatsa Mimena Mixas Oisei Haruach. So a bit of the Ruach went out. Avaloi Legamri, but not fully, because Arpa still hadn't made up her mind. Arpa at this moment wanted to become a, a Giyiris, but she wasn't holding 100% being there. So therefore, when Naomi kissed her, some of the Kedusha went out, like Naomi wanted, but not all of it, because Na- Rus- Arpa had not made up her mind yet. Rus, on the other hand, was stark from beginning to end. So that kiss worked, it was Moisif Kedusha. So therefore, in Pasuk Yudalit, after Naomi continues to try to convince them out of it, Now it says, Arpa kissed her mother-in-law, which means to say that now Arpa no longer wants to be a Giyaris, so she kissed Naomi, and with that kiss, she blew out any Kedusha that was in her. She blew out any Kedusha that was in her, now she goes back home. But Virus Dafkaba, but Rus was Dafkaba. Rus didn't need another kiss to become a Giyiris, because Rus originally was always going to be a Giyiris. And the original kiss of Atishak Lohan, that original kiss that, that Naomi put into Rus, remained stark. And that's what continued over here. She remained stark here with that kiss. It was only Arpa that needed two kisses. The first one took out some of the Kedusha, and the second one that she gave to Naomi blew out all the Kedusha, and therefore that's Virus Dov Kaba. Rus remained connected to Naomi with the original kiss. She didn't need a new kiss. That's what the Pasuk is saying. And now perhaps we can understand how it is and someone mentioned this, I think, last time, that, or two times ago, I remember, that, that how it is that you have, Arpa seems to go from extreme, she's mamish holding by becoming a Gieris, and crying, and she doesn't make it over the finish line. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, that night, when she goes back home, it's mamish al-amav al-lihel, a hundred people she's mizana with, like, what happened? How did it happen so quickly? And the answer is, the answer is, I think someone said, when you have so much Kedusha, so when it goes away, it creates a vacuum, and then there's the Tumah. And that's why there's so much Tumah immediately. And over here with this Zara Shimshon, it's even more so, because she was Mamish, had Kedusha in her. The Kedusha of Machlin V'chilyon. It wasn't just the Pshat she wanted to become a Giyiris. When that Kedusha was blown out of her, between the kiss that Rus, that Naomi gave her, and the kiss that she gave to Naomi, so then Taka created this vacuum, which filled up with Tumah and filled up with Tumah. So that's how it went from extreme to extreme. So that's just a, a very interesting Zara Shimshon, again, um, it's, it's hard to understand all the details of how these Ruchais work here, but that is um, this, the Zara Shimshon. 
Okay, so we're back here in Pasuk Yudches, Vatera ki mishametzas hilolechas ita, Vatechta lidabreila. So there's a very famous Vilna Gain over here. Very famous Vilna Gain. And the Vilna Gain says like this. The Vilna Gain says that the Yetzirah, Chazal tell us, is doymel izvuv. It's like a little fly. V'yoshev bein miftachem halev. And it sits between the two uh, doorways, keyholes of the heart. So what does that mean? What does it mean? The Yetzirah sits between the two maftechais halev. The Yetzirah is the one who tells us not to do good things. So says the guy, no, you're making a mistake. The Yetzir HaToiv is meyayitz to do mitzvahs. That's what the Yetzir HaToiv does. But the Yetzir Hara, his main job is to get you to do an Avera. But what happens if the Yetzir Hara sees that he's not able to get a person to do, a, to do, a, do an Avera? Mifateyu, he convinces him, Lasois mitzvah me'utaf, he gets him to do a mitzvah that is cloaking kama averis. Chazal tells us the Yetzirah of a person overcomes him and is mechadish every day. What does that mean? He's misgaber, he overcomes the person to do averis. But if he sees the person doesn't want to do Averis, he can't get him to do an Avera. So then what he does is, he is mifate him to do a mitzvah. So he covers Averis in a cloak of what looks like a mitzvah. And therefore, he gets the person to do the mitzvah, but the person doesn't realize the mitzvah is only on the outside. Deep down, there's a lot of injustices and averis that are going on here. So if that's true, says the Grah, When a person has an opportunity to do the mitzvah, to do a mitzvah, and he's not sure what's pushing him to do the mitzvah, is the Yetzir Hara pushing him to do the mitzvah? Or is the Yetzir HaTayv pushing him to do the mitzvah? If it's a clear-cut thing, Yetzir Taiv tells me do mitzvahs, Yetzir Hara tells me do Averis, okay, I make my decision. I have my Yetzir Hara, I have my Yetzir HaTayv, and I make my decision. But if the Yetzir Hara also tells me to do mitzvahs, and you're telling me sometimes a mitzvah could be an Avera, so what's going on here? So says the Gra, the way you do it is, a person should think and contemplate Bishas he's doing the mitzvah. How is it that you're going to do the mitzvah? Are you running to do the mitzvah? Are you going to run to do the mitzvah without any effort? You're just on your own so excited and you're being propelled forward to do the mitzvah without any pushback, without any struggle? Says the Gra, you have to be careful. That might be the Yetzahara pushing you. Says the Gra, how is it possible that a person's limbs, which are heavy, what do you mean they're heavy? A person is a physical body, and the teva of something is to go after its teva. So the teva of the physical body is to follow taivas haguf. Not to go and do ruchnius and mitzvahs. 
So all of a sudden, this physical body, which normally you got to schlep yourself to learn, you got to schlep yourself to minion, you got to schlep yourself to do this mitzvah, all of a sudden you feel this mamish excitement, it's lavas and zrizas, you're like running there on autopilot. How is it? Yislab shu ratzen lasais? That's the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is the one pushing you. He's pushing you so that as you go down the line, somewhere he has a trap waiting for you. He has a trap waiting for you, and he's going to catch you there. Because normally the Yetzirah gives you pushback. Why is there no pushback over here? Why is it that you have such as Rizus and Islavas with no weight? You're not fighting anything. Why? Because the Eitzahara is the one that's pushing you to do it. But, he says, if a person has a desire to do a mitzvah, but he, and deep down he has a desire to do it, but he finds to actively go and do the mitzvah, his body's heavy, his body's lazy, he has to make this extra effort to get out, to go. Whichever way he turns, even though he really wants to do the mitzvah, there's always something pushing back, there's always something stopping him, there's always another tirda, there's always another distraction. If he sees that it takes an effort to push it all away, then... Then the pshat is, you know that's coming from the Yetzir HaToiv. Because the Yetzir doesn't want you to do it. The Yetzir is giving you the pushback. So he says, he says we find the same thing with Rish Lakish. We know Rish Lakish was, uh, first he was the head of the bandits, the robbers. And, um, he was able to jump over the Yardain and, and, and swim through the Yardain with all, just in, in one shot. He had unbelievable strength. So why? Because Rish Lakish at that time was going to do Averis. That's what his body wants him to do. If his body wants him to do, so his body propels him forward with all the strength in the world. And he was able to mamish jump over the Yardain, swim through it in, one, in, 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 in an instant. But once he was Mechabal Alav al once he said, Yerbechan and screamed him and said, You know, you should be Mikabal al Taira. All of a sudden, he couldn't get across the Yardin. Why? Because the Eitzhar Hatayv is what got him to accept the Oil Hatayra. And the Eitzhar now gave pushback. Oh, you want to learn Taira? You're not going to make it back to the other side of the river. What do you mean, five minutes ago? I just came this side in an instant. I had all the strength in the world. Right. Because that was the Eitzhar pushing you. The Eitzhar with your Eivarim, they all are going in the same direction. So that's going to work. Masha'enkein, all of a sudden, the Eitzhar is pushing you to do something. There's pushback from the physical. There's pushback from the Eitzhar. That's what we say. The guy doesn't say this, but they sell it too. That... The, take, remove the satan from in front of us. The satan impedes us from doing mitzvahs. He doesn't want us. He gives us pushback. So we ask Rebbeinu get rid of the satan from in front of us. Why do we ask Hashem to get rid of the satan from behind us? Let him throw him behind us. Behind us means sometimes he's pushing from behind. He's propelling us forward to go do something which seems to be a mitzvah. But... It may not be a mitzvah, or it might be the Pesach that he gets me to do an Avera. Like we said, the Yetzirah sits, Bein Beiz Mavteiche Halev. He plays both sides of the coin, the Yetzirah. He plays the good and the bad, because sometimes he uses the good to, to, to be Ma'atev, to cloak and cover the bad, to get us in his, in his net. 
So that says the Gra is is the derech and the tava of a person, and therefore says the Gra that's the pshat over here. That's the pshat over here. Vatere, what did Naomi see? Kimisametes hilolechasito. She sees that she's making an effort to walk. She see it's not easy. It's like every step. Rus is a young lady. Why is it taking her? Why is she walking so slowly? As if she's walking into a brick wall to some force that's giving her pushback. Why just run forward? What's taking so long? Right? What's taking so long? So says says the Gra. She saw that once she accepted on herself, Tyra, she saw, She's making an effort to go with her. That shows that this is coming from the Yetzir HaToyv and not from the Yetzir HaRa. If she did, wasn't L'Shem Shamayim, if she wasn't L'Shem Shamayim, and, there were she, and, the, and, 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 and her Geirus wasn't for the right reasons, the Yetzir would be pushing her. She'd be flying ahead in Ami, flying ahead, looking back and saying, No, what's taking it so long? You know, and she'll say, Nami will say, I'm an old lady, you're a young lady. But she didn't see that. She looks at, at, at Rus, and she's, she looks older than her. Every step is taking effort. When she had that sign, Naomi, that Rus is making the effort, she didn't have to talk to her anymore. Till now, she was giving her a bechina to see if she's serious. Once she saw she was serious, because she saw all of a sudden, Rus is misametzes hilolechas, Every step is taking effort. So so she ceased from speaking to her because she, now she saw clearly that Rus must be serious because the Yetzirah is giving, is giving, is giving pushback. Okay, so let's go. Now they both went together. They're equal with each other. They're both shteyem. Shteyem means that two things are equal. We find, I think the Taratmima brings this down, that whenever you find in the Torah the Lashon of Shnei, Shnei Seirei Izim, or Shnei Tziparim, the Chazal always say that they should be Shavim. Because really, when it says Seirei Izim, or it says Tziparim, that's a Lashon Rabim. And Lashon Rabim, the minimum Lashon Rabim, minimum of Lashon Rabim is two. So without anything, if the Torah says, take Seireizim, we would say it means two if the Torah doesn't say more. Why does the Torah say Shnei, two? Must be that they should be equal. Like the goats on Yom Kippur are supposed to be the same height and the same weight and the same look and purchase at the same time and the same value. And the same thing with those two little birds by the Mitzayra. Also, they're supposed to be the same. So here also, it could have just said Vetelachna, and they went. Why does it say Shtehem, both of them? Says the Medrish, because now they were equal. Once Rus was serious to become a Giyaris, they were Taka Shtehem, they were equal. Both Naomi and Rus were on the same, to a degree, on the same, on the same Madrega. Um, okay. So now, so and they went at Bayana Lechem until they came to Beislechem. So Vahikivayana Beislechem, they came to Beislechem, Vatehim Kolhoir Alein. And the entire city were to tumult over them. They were tumbling about them. Vatoimarna Hazais Naomi, is this Naomi? Now, what does it mean, Vatehim Kolhoir? So first of all, what was the whole city doing there? They came to, to, to Beis Lechem, and all of a sudden the whole city is waiting for them. So we all know Rashi brings down that, 
Rashi brings down that Boyaz's wife died that day, and everyone came to the entrance of the city to bury her for the Kvura, for the Levaya. And Punk, at that moment, and that moment is um, when Ru'us and Naomi show up, and everyone sees Naomi, and they say, Azoyis Naomi? Is this Naomi? So, so Chazal tell us over here that Alashan nimsa zu yoytzis v'zu nichnases. He comes out that this one's leaving and this one's coming. Bayaz's wife is nifter and she's leaving, and Ru- and Rus, who is going to be his new wife sooner than later, is coming in. And the Lashan of the Teretz Mima is v'aisa zehash b'ashkocha. This was Ashkach Hashem, that the wife of Bayaz is Nifter, and Rus is is uh, now coming, coming to, uh, to 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 be here to be his new wife. Um, that's the concept of Zarach Hashemesh Uvo Hashemesh. That before Hakadosh Baruch Hu takes something away from Klal Yisrael, there's already a, a, a bimkaim. There's already the replacement is already there. Before someone's nifter, there's already the mamuna is already there in his house. Meaning Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu runs this world, and there's a system to the world, and um, there's a specific ashkocha. And here you see the ashkocha Hashem. That v'zorach Hashemesh uvo Hashemesh. That's why v'zorach is first. It says the sun shines uvo Hashemesh, and then the sun sets. L'chayr, you say first the sun sets and then the sun shines. The answer is no. Even before the sun sets, the new sun is already shining. The replacement is there. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in His plan, is always has the system going, and we don't always see it. We don't always understand it. But we have to believe that there's always this concept that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is never going to leave things hefker. And that's what happened over here. Punked. When it was time for Rus to come in, that's when Bayez is, or, or when it was time for Bayez's wife to be nifter, Rus came in. Whichever way you want the Ashkocha to, to be said, the Ashkocha is both ways. So they see her and they say, So the Lashen of the, the, um, the Malbim is, why were they all Vateyim Kalair? Why were they so tumult? Because Naomi always had avodim ushvachis. Wherever she went, she had servants, she had maid servants. Whenever she went, she always had a whole entourage with her. Again, remember, her husband Elimelech was the Parnasi Adar from the richest people in Klai Yisrael. She didn't leave the house alone. Wherever she went, an entourage went with her. And all of a sudden, here she's walking by herself. Okay, she has Rus with her. Uh, 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 Nami and a girl with her, and that's it. They look like Aniim, as we said. They're coming barefoot. We said last time, and here they are, and they're looking. Hazois Nami. This is Nami. Where's the Ganzan Taraj with Nami? So Vatemer Alei, and she told them, "Al Nami. Don't call me Nami. Krenali Mara. Call me Mara. Bitter. Kiheimar Shakai Limaoid. Because Hashem gave it to me very bitter." I went full, and I came back empty. Why are you calling me Nami? Hashem has um, testified against me that I've done bad, and therefore Hashem did bad to me. So what's going on over here? <coughs> so says the, the Malbim, he says like this, 
He says, if you have, let's say, a rich person, fabulously rich person, like Achashverosh, he writes, and the person loses most of his wealth, and all that's left is a thousand golden coins. Now, a thousand golden coins is a rich person. But this person had millions and billions. So, so in his state that he is, compared to what he was before, he's a poor person. But he's not really a poor person. The only way you could describe him as a poor person is in relation to the way he was before. So you have to describe, oh, look at this guy. He only has a thousand gold coins. Why? Because he used to have a billion gold coins. But let's say a rich man loses everything and he's mamish like a pauper. He doesn't have two pennies to his name. You don't have to say a word about how rich he was before. Just look at him now. He's equal to every other poor person. All you have to say, the man is a pauper. You don't have to compare it to what he was before. So when the when the people over here saw that Naomi and Rus came and she had no one to serve her, so they understood that she must have lost all of her wealth. But they figured even if she lost all her wealth, she doesn't have a Gan's entourage with her, and it doesn't mean her pockets aren't full with golden coins and with jewelry and precious stones. She could still be carrying a briefcase that's worth millions of dollars. So she's not the way she was before. So then they said to her, Hazoyis Naomi, they were looking at her and saying, okay, so she's poor, but probably compared to the way she was before when she was a very rich lady. So they compared her to before. They said, is this the Naomi that was there before? Naomi before one with whole entourage, and now she's going by herself. She's probably still very wealthy, but not like she was before. So she said no. You're making a mistake. Don't call me Naomi. It's not the way you're saying it. You don't have to call me Naomi and compare me to the way I was before because I still have things. She says, no, call me Mara. You don't have to mention anything before. Just call me a pauper because that's enough because I should have nothing. Just call me Mara. Because why? Hashem did a very bad thing to me. Why? Because I went with so much. I'm not coming back just with less. I'm coming back with nothing. And if I'm coming back with nothing, all you have to do is call me Mara. Call me poor. Call me bitter. You don't have to compare it to before by calling me Naomi. That's why she continues. She says, Don't call me Naomi. Hashem Anavi Vashakai because this is what's happened to me. I'm taka so poor. Um, now, then she says a very interesting thing. Why did she repeat herself? Lama Sikranali Naami. She said already before, Atikranali Naami. Don't compare me to before. So what's she being moisif the second time? Lama Sikranali Naami Vashem Anavi Vashakai You already told us don't compare it to before, and you uh, you just said call me Mara. Now, Derech Agav, by the way, it says over here, Mara with an Aleph. Aleph b'mokam hey, there's a little dot. Mara really is bitter as Memresh. Hey, Mara with an Aleph, where's that Aleph come from? So I saw brought down from someone, um, Rabbeinu Bechaya writes, and by Midbar Yud Aleph, by the, um, by the Slav, it says over there, you can eat it for so many days, it's come out of your nose. Vayalachem lizara. It's going to be mias and disgusting. And over there, zara is with an aleph also. Now, the chayra, 
Lashon HaKadosh words usually end with an hey, not with an aleph. That's just, you know, a cloud like in names also. In, in names, Hebrew names ends with a hey. Non-Hebrew names, whether it's English names, if you write it in a Hebrew way, or Yiddish names, they always end with an ayin or an aleph. An ayin is like an eh sound, but if it's the same sound as a hey, like an ah, uh, so uh, you, you write it with an aleph at the end, again, without any other considerations. That's usually the rule of, the rule of thumb. Um, you know, Sarah is with a hey, but if you have a Yiddish name, uh, Fega, Bela, I don't know, any of these names, they, they end with an Aleph, usually, again, without any other considerations. So why do you have Aleph? So here you have Mara with an Aleph, over there you have Zara with an Aleph, there's another place in Daniel also, it says Chema uh, with an Aleph, instead of with a hey. So the Rebbein Bechai writes that, um, a, a word that's supposed to have a hey, and instead is written with an aleph, hakavona lehaflik hadover. It's really there to say how it was extreme amount. Vayelachem lezar. It's going to be so disgusting. Not normally it's disgusting. Extremely disgusting. And over there also, chema is going to be an extreme anger. And here also, the pshat is, currently mara with an aleph, she was saying, this is like extreme over here. It's not just stam on bitterness, it's an extreme bitterness. But back to the Malbim, what was she adding in with the second time around? So the Malbim says an unbelievable thing over here. And he says like this, he says, You were calling me Naomi, because Naomi, look how, Naomi is a lotion of sweetness, of pleasantness. I was rich, I had so much, and that was my original name before. So I already told you, don't, you don't need to compare me. But she's saying, no, my name Naomi before was really also a lie, it was a Shekhar. He says, because we find many times that when Hashem wants to punish someone with a, great, with a very big einish, what he does is, first he elevates the person to a high level, and then, in order that when, he, when the person then is punished, he falls all the way down to the bottom. We mention this from the Gra in Megillah Esther numerous times. The Gra says, Lifnei Shever Ge'oin. The Pasuk Mishli says that before Hashem breaks something, Ge'oin, He lifts it up. Haman was lifted up to the highest that he could be. The highest cover that he could be. The richest person, the greatest level. Why? All that when he should come toppling down, it should be a bigger fall. And the Malvim says the same thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sometimes does that. He'll make him so matzliach so that when the person then is punished and he becomes poor, the ka'ev and the tsar will be even greater. His mapala will be even greater. And he brings psukim in Eoiv like that. And he brings psukim in Eivadja like that. That um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has such a such an haga. So he says that he says that um, that um, Naomi was saying like this. We all thought that the Hatzlacha that we had before was HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving us a Matana, that we should be very rich and have a lot of covet. He says, we're making a mistake. I think that the reason Hashem gave us all that covet and that Hatzlacha was only that when I'm finally going to be punished and become poor, the Yerida is going to be much greater than it, was, was, than it would have been. So therefore, the whole Hatzlacha from before was not really something nami. It wasn't really something pleasant. It wasn't really something sweet. It was only the beginning of my downfall. It was only a Hechatimsa that when I fall, I'll come crashing down so low. 
So she was saying the Hatzlacha itself was Mara. Even the good times now Lemafreya show me that it was really bitter because it was, it's called an Aliyah Litzayrich Yerida. They had to go up only to make me fall further. Why? Because like she said, I went full. You know what that means? Hashem only filled me up in order that He should be able to empty me. So if that's true, the Malaya is not something sweet. The Malaya is not something pleasant. The Malaya was only a, to make that the bitterness, the Tsar should be even greater. So that's what she said the second time. She said, We should never have called myself Naomi. I never should have called myself Naomi Lichatchila. It was all not true because Hashem Anavi Vishake Heirali. Because it was only here to make my tsara even greater. That's what Naomi was saying. So it's a big chiddush this Malbim. Not a chiddush that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is noyeg like this. Lifnei shever ga'in. You find that by Rishayim, Hakadosh Baruch Hu does such a thing. But we have no, we we, uh, you know, to me it's shver this Malbim. We we have no um, we we have no indication from any midrashim that Elimelech and and and, and Naomi, before they went before they did the avera of leaving to go to stay mayav that there was anything wrong why would it be that Hashem would give them all that success and um, and 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 the and the schus to be mefarnes as adar in order that later on when they do the avera they should fall Haman we know Haman Hakadosh Baruch we had the plan already but to say that Elimelech and 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 Naomi was like that that too that's um, that is, um, that is, I, I don't know, that's schwer to me. The only thing is, maybe that's what she was saying. She was saying maybe the whole thing wasn't worth it. Maybe that's what Hashem's Hanhaga was. Does it mean that's truly what Hashem's Hanhaga was? Again, as I state in Malbim that she said, but does the Malbim mean to say that she was Taka saying the Emes? Or to her, this is the way she was viewing it. It wouldn't have been Kedai the whole thing. If I knew how painful it would be, I'd rather I wouldn't have had all the success. I don't know. It's Arachian to me. It's Arachian to me. The, um, the, the, what, the, the, you know, if the Malbim is saying this, that that's actually how Hashem acted. Um, the way she viewed it, okay, that's her view in her Avedas Hashem, that maybe she felt she had to do tshuva for earlier things as well, but, um, but we don't have any indication, at least Lafiani Yazdaiti, that that was the Amis, that he, Hashem Taka did that. But this part of the Malbim that Hashem does that to Rishoim, that's Taka Amis. Lifnei Shever, Gain, we find such a concept. Um, one last, one last uh, part here before we do the last Pasuk and finish off. So Rebbeisiv Nechemia Zechrein Levracha says on the pasuk Heimar Shakaili. He says the word Heimar is not a lotion of, or only a lotion of bitterness. It's a lotion of Himhamer Yemiranu. It's a lotion of a chilaf of a switch, like a tmura is a switch. You uh, you trade something in. So he says Naomi. The letters of Naomi, which mean Neimos, if you switch them around, they could be. Aleph nun yud mem aniyim. So Hashem switched around. Ani meleyo halachti vereikom heshivani Hashem. Because Naomi is a lashon of sweetness. Is a lashon of sweetness. But Hashem switched it around to a lashon of anius. And He says, um, Noyam, the word Noyam, nun vav ayin mem, 
which is a lotion of, of sweetness or pleasantness, where Naomi comes from, is, um, is um, if you take the Nun, the Ayin, and the Mem, and you spell them out bimiluoi, meaning, let's say, take the Nun, Nun and Nun, how do you spell Nun? Nun, Nun. So that's a hundred. And then Ayin is Ayin Yod Nun, so that's another... Uh, 80 and, and 50 is 130, so we're 230. And then um, mem is mem mem is, um, is 80. So I'm sorry, so nun ayin mem, which is nayam from Naomi, is the gematria 310. What's the last Mishnah in, in Shisha Sidre Mishnah? In Uksim? The Shin Yud Oilamais. So the Noyam HaTzadikim, the pleasantness of Tzadikim, Nami, Noyam, is 310 Oilamais. However, you could have 310 also with Midas Hadin. What's the gematria of rake, of emptiness? Is also 310. This is here with Srili Kays, and this is for you. So it's 310. So we have the Midas Hadin of 310 is rake, is emptiness. So she said like this, but that's rake reishud kuf, not bimiluoi. It's not using the words, the, 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 the miluim of the letters. So that's what she said. Ani halachti. I went with a gematri of 310 of noyam. How do you get noyam to be 310? Mileo, with the miluoi. If you do each letter with its full spelling, you'll get 310. Because that's noyam, that's noyam atzadikim. But for reikom eshivani Hashem. But Hashem brought me back with the gematri of emptiness. Meaning, without the miluoi, reik, reishud kuf on its own, that's the same 310. And that's the hamar, that's the switch that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made. He switched from the noyam to the reik. He switched from the noyam, from the noami to the aniyim. He switched it around that it should be in a, in a bad way for me. That's the way our Beni Yais of Nehemiah says. So the last Pasuk in the Parak says, Vatoshev Nami Vrus HaMeviach Halos Ima Shava Mistemoyav Nami and Rus left, uh, um, they, they returned from Stemoyav Vehema Bo Beis Lechem Etchilas Ksir Sairim and they came at the beginning of the harvest of the Sairim like we said, says Rashi, it's talking about the Ksir HaSoimer they came on this day um, of the second day of Pesach when they were being doing the harvest of the carbon Ha'imer. That's the day that they came back to Eretz Yisrael. And that is the end of the first parak. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we were able to have, I think, six shiurim here and finish the first parak with a very geshmaka ion. And uh, Be'ez Hashem, we should be zoiche that when we learn about, and we're going to lay on, on, on Shavuos, Megillas Rus, Malchus Beis David, we should talk a see the Ima Shal Malchus, which is Sakasi Rus, and the Kiyom of her Malchus, through the coming of Mashiach ben David, Mashiach Tzidkenu, Bimheira Amen. Have a wonderful day.